Building Faith podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. Toxic mothers can infect many areas of your life. Whether your mother is manipulative, controlling, or downright narcissistic, the mental and emotional wounds can run deep. Being left with damaged self-esteem, insecure relationships, and a distrust in others, you likely ask the question, is it even possible to heal from the damage she's done? And the answer is yes. Jesus came so that you could have life and have it in abundance. And his desire and mine is to see you set free from dysfunctional relational patterns and set you on the path to embracing who God created you to be. That's why I'm holding a live online workshop Saturday, May 15th, to help you heal from a toxic mother. My aim is to restore your life through faith. Jump on over to chrisreese.com to register. Don't let the root of bitterness choke out the joy of your life. Heal from your toxic mother today. If you have ever dealt with a narcissist, you know the damage they can cause physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, relationally, the list goes on. Your main goal at this point may be to get away from the narcissist. And while that is good advice, they're everywhere. So today we're going to answer the question, how did Jesus handle narcissists? Well, hey, my friend, welcome back to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast. I am so thrilled to be here with you today. I am your host, Chris Reese, and it is my mission, as always, to provide you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. Today we are in episode 139, and we're answering the question, how did Jesus handle narcissists? When asked, most people, even Christians, would say that Jesus's main qualities were meekness and mildness. Someone who taught us to turn the other cheek, we, even when evil was perpetuated against us. But would Jesus understand that we have narcissists today that wreak havoc in our lives? Well, the answer is yes, Jesus would understand. In fact, Hebrews 4.15 reminds us that Jesus went through all these things. And when we talk about narcissism, it may be a catchphrase of the day, but it's nothing new. Self-centered, arrogant, egotistical, evil people have been around for a long, long time. And Jesus did not mean that we are to let people do whatever they want to us. Rather, we should say that God will handle it. But while you're waiting, let's take a look at how Jesus handled narcissists in the moment. Number one, he ignored them. Narcissists have a way of creating drama everywhere they, where they go, whether it's attention-seeking overt narcissists or the woe-to-me covert narcissist. There's always drama that points attention to them. The Pharisees were a classic example of narcissism at its finest. With their pious attitude and their constant correcting, the Pharisees were always looking to stir up trouble to criticize Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that just like a narcissist to go out of their way to point out your flaws to make themselves look good? And the same thing happened to Jesus in Matthew 9 verses 10 through 12. As Jesus was reclining at the table in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were dining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, 
Why is your teacher eating with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard this, he said, It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. You see, Jesus didn't take the bait. The Pharisees were trying to create this this smear campaign, and Jesus chose to ignore them and focus on his mission. Number two, he called them out. Do you think Jesus always had kind words to say? You may want to think again. The Pharisees were a hypocritical bunch that Jesus took several opportunities to call out. And one of my favorites is found in Matthew 23, verses 29 through 30. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we have been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. Narcissists are classic scoffers and judgers. They love to appear superior to others. Remember, for the narcissist, it's all about the image. So you want to be like Jesus? When the time is right, don't hesitate to call out narcissistic behavior. Just be careful. We often think that because we call something out that it's going to change. It often didn't for Jesus, and it likely won't for us either. And number three, he cut them off. Jesus was not opposed to going no contact. And I have to imagine for as many people as Jesus helped, there were, there were several more that he walked away from for many reasons. He even taught this mindset to his disciples. Matthew 10 verses 12 through 16 tells us that Jesus was preparing to send out the 12 disciples, giving them authority to drive out impure spirits and heal every disease. And here's what scripture tells us. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. Remember though, our goal here is not to hate. Jesus in Matthew 5 44 reminds us to pray for our enemies. But I want you to be careful as you journey with the narcissist. If you struggle with any form of codependency, it's likely that you continue to try to love the narcissist. But in reality, there can be times where we're simply perpetuating the evil that they're causing. Jesus's definition of love is not enabling. 1 John 5, 16 is clear when it says, if you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. And I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death, and I'm not saying that you should pray about that. Interesting. When referring to the sin that leads to death, the Bible is referring to the sin that a person is willfully and habitually continuing in. Narcissists rarely show any genuine repentance. Remember, It's all about them. So be careful for how you pray for this person. It is possible, my friend, to live in peace. Don't let the narcissist distract you 
from your purpose. Call out their evil behavior, cut off the relationship when necessary, and you too can live in peace. If you are struggling with a narcissist or any type of toxic person, I want to invite you to jump on over to our website, chrisreese.com, and grab your free Toxic People Survival Guide. This guide will get you on the path to learning how to identify and deal with the toxic people in your life. And if you're saying, Chris, I need more, jump on over to our website and you will see that there is a student section where we have several courses that will help you to identify, deal, and heal from the toxic people in your life. Okay, my friend, that's all the time that we have for today. Until next time, remember, all things are possible with God. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God.